Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, buddy, it's a narco night. Diaz has struck out the first two batters in the ninth inning for the Mets. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, make it three outs. Mets put one in the win column. And they brought him in in the eighth. Five. Plus one inning saves here for Diaz because, you know, the Mets and the Braves, they just, you know, the Braves just won't die. They just won't die. No, we're going to keep winning. We're going to keep winning and keep winning. Five straight wins for Atlanta. There's still one game back of the Mets for first place in the NL East, and the season ends in just over two weeks. Mets did last night clinch at least a wild card. Yes, and for the Mets to win a night after that, it's emotional. You make the, you, you know, you win a game to get in the playoffs. Okay, they're going to start. They're not going to have a big night tonight. They were down three nothing. They come back and win. Nope, doesn't matter. Braves still find a way to win. And the last three games of the year. Oh, by the way, Mets at Braves. So the last weekend. Yep, last weekend. I, you know, if I was the Mets and Braves, I would say, listen, let's just strike a deal with each other. 
Okay, let's no. try to deal with each other right <laughs> no. now. We'll start whoever. We, we will agree to be tied going into the final three games. Okay, how about that? We'll agree to be tied no matter what happens with wins and losses for us the next couple of weeks. We'll agree to be tied going in so none of us in the next 10 days winds up overextending any players or bullpen. We'll agree to go into the last series tied. How does that sound? This is great news, by the way, the Mets victory for the Phillies. Because the team the Mets just beat tonight, they were in Milwaukee. Milwaukee is still two and a half games back of the Phillies for the last NL wildcard spot. The Phillies have lost five games in a row here in September, and we're past mid-September, and it's not costing them yet. Mm, man. Hey, hey, that Josh Hader trade really has worked out well for wow. the Brewers. And, that the, really and the Padres, well. don't forget. It does. Uh, Aaron Judge hits home run number 60. And uh, the Yankees win in an unbelievable fashion. We got that coming up in a couple of seconds. But you mentioned this in the update, Steve, and I, I, I'm going to say something, and you're going to go, whoa, wait, really? Uh, today we lost an absolute legend, all right? Maury Wills passing away at the age of 89. And you talk to anybody that's ever come in contact with him, guy that won the MVP in 1962, uh, one of the one of the great base stealers of all time, Uh he, he was is one of the still, nicest guys. Still one of in the, the nicest top, guys in the world. Top twenty in stolen bases all time in the major leagues. He led the National League in steals six straight years. Mm. If it wasn't for Maury Wills, I wouldn't be here. I would I would not be alive if <laughs> not for Maury Wills. Okay, I'm going to need okay. some explanation on this. I would not be alive if not for Maury. I wish I would have met him so I could tell him this story. When my mom and dad before they started dating they were in a group of friends because they both went to Syracuse together and they both had a group of friends they would all hang out and do different things together right so there's a group of like you know eight or ten friends go out and everything and they all went to a baseball game and I forget if it was they went to a Syracuse baseball game or something else that you know I don't know they went to a baseball game and I I should ask my dad what game it was because he would although my dad's hammered right now you kidding I can't get anything out of him five runs in the ninth for the Yankees yeah that ninth inning my dad's done yeah forget it he's done Uh, they were at a baseball game and I want to say it was it was they were they went to watch Syracuse play a baseball game Um, this and this is back in the in the mid sixties. And they were watching the game, and my dad and my mom knew each other, and, and they, you know, they were all hanging out and everything. And a player tried to steal second base that really shouldn't, and he got thrown out by, like, three steps. And it was really embarrassing, and the crowd was going, oh. And my mom said, who does he think he is, Maury Wills? And my dad says Whoa. to me, my dad said to me, that was the moment I knew I was in love with your mother. <laughs> And I was like, wow, because of Maury Wills? And he said, yeah. When she said that, that, then I went over and I made sure I sat next to her and I was talking to her more. And and, uh, then, you know, hey. Then, you know, they got married, and then I was born, and now here I am. I Wait a second. So it's all his fault? It's all Maury Wills' fault. Uh, If I would have known that. (laughs) This woman knows her stuff, in other words. Unbelievably impressed. You could also say whoever it was was a slow base runner that got thrown out because if he made it, maybe my mom doesn't say that. That's right. And my dad winds up marrying somebody else, and who knows? I don't know. You know, when we bring up base dealing, that is a stunning story, actually. Uh, When we bring up base dealing, I must bring up Dave Roberts, the Dodger manager. He wears number 30 because Maury Wills wore number 30. Maury Wills not only was one of the great L.A. Dodgers and won three World Series on the Koufax Drysdale teams, uh, 1959 to 1965, and then a World Series appearance again in 66. 
but he taught base stealing to the Dodgers at spring training for many years. And remember, Dave Roberts 30 years ago was a Dodger player and a base dealer, the kind of guy that could get 40 base uh, stolen bases in a season. Dave Roberts stole the base in our lifetimes, that pinch run against Mariano Rivera, Boston against the Yankees in the playoffs, starting the three games to none uh, comeback that they won the ALCS in seven. Dave Roberts, base stealer. That's what he's known for, if he's known for anything in his career. And he gave all the credit to Maury Wills, not just as a teacher, but almost as a father figure for years around him and such a supporter for him in his coaching and managerial days as he started on that avenue. So it was a very sad day for the Dodger manager. And here you had a guy who was taught by Maury Wills, who once told Dave Roberts, there's going to be a time in your career where you got to steal that base, where the whole stadium knows you're going and you still got to steal that base. <laughs> and what do you know? He winds up not a Dodger, but late in his career with Boston, specifically to pinch run late in the game yeah. and gets brought in and amazingly steals second and comes to score the tying run and extends the season miraculously. Dave Roberts said Maury Wills used to come down out of the out of the booth like he was in the Dodgers suite watching games to give him advice. <laughs> hey, you should have done this. You could have this could have done this here. Um, Maury Wills was also the very first Dodger to bat at Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium oh, opened April 10th, 1962. Sure. year he won the MVP, he was the very first Dodger player to ever bat at Dodger Stadium. Also in 1962, the All-Star Game was in Washington, D.C., Maury Will's hometown, and he was MVP of that All-Star Game. And he told the story to the Washington Post that he showed up without, you know, a credential or anything back then. It was 1962, and the guard wouldn't let him into the stadium hours before that All-Star Game in D.C. because he was such a little guy, a leadoff hitter, stolen base guy, shortstop. He thought he was just a kid trying to break in to see the All-Star <laughs> Game. And he said, no, honest, I got a Dodger bag here. Oh, anybody can get a team bag. We don't think you're... And so he says, why don't... <laughs> Why don't you take me down to the National League Clubhouse? I'm on the National League All-Stars, and they can vouch for me, and you can let me in. So they took him down, and they opened up, any of you know this kid? And, of course, such jokesters they are. Nope, never seen him before. Okay, kid, kid. <laughs> No way! I'm actually in the All-Star game. And then eventually he got it. He won MVP, which means he got a plaque for winning MVP that he actually physically walked out of the stadium with that night, and he made sure to see the same guard at the exit and said, see, I was the MVP in this game. And the guard thought that he was just holding it for whoever was the real MVP <laughs> of the game that night. He still didn't believe him. Who, le who, who, who lent this to you, kid? Okay, come on. Just give it back to them. I'm sure they really want it. But I'm Maury sure. Wills wound up a seven-time All-Star in his career. And this is a guy, and this is the stunning thing, always was the stunning thing uh, to me about his career. He spent almost the entire decade of the 1950s in the minor leagues. This is a guy who wound up an MVP of the National League in a season with over 100 stolen bases in 1962, and he couldn't crack a major league roster between 1951 and 1959. That would never happen this day. So I have never. really one important question for you guys. What do you got, Frostberg? How the hell is he not in the Hall of Fame? 
That's tough. It's tough, what do you mean right? it's tough? It's tough. He has to all the credentials. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah he does. That, that's that's not cool. Even won a couple gold gloves early in his career. Career batting average was 281, nearly 600 stolen bases, which I repeat is still top 20 all time. He was Ricky Henderson before Ricky Henderson. He had the stolen base mark of the 104 in one season until Lou Brock and then Ricky Henderson passed him. It, that mark was up there for over a decade. Mm. Should be in the Hall, yeah. You would think, yeah, yeah. I think people were surprised. Said, Wait, he's not a Hall of Fame. Well, it took that long Hall for Gil Hodges, Maury Wills, remember, really? from Brooklyn. Yeah, it's not Hall of Famer Maury Wills. It's Maury Wills. Didn't make it in. Didn't become a regular player until he was 27 years old. And also with Hall of Fame voting, as I recall, he was never getting more than 40 percent of the vote, and you need what 75 percent to get in. So well, that's because everybody who was voting were all former MLB catchers. <laughs> that couldn't throw him out. So I'm not this, putting this guy in the Hall of Fame. This is not the influence it. that he had. When the Dodgers would play at rival San Francisco, the Giants would water down the infield around first base. So it would be oh, a yeah. mud pile so he yeah. couldn't steal against yeah, them. Yeah, so it was too, I couldn't get any purchase and I couldn't I, I couldn't get down to second base. Yeah, I love baseball when baseball teams used to be able to do stuff like that. Cheat. And when he, and when he was a manager, if I got this story right too, when Maury Wills, he managed the Mariners for a very brief amount of time, like in the early 80s. 80s and it didn't go very well like it was just it didn't go well i heard stories i the one story the one story i remember and this is where billy martin caught him he wanted to extend the batter's box he asked the the the, the field crew lining the field extend the batter's box by a couple of feet because he wanted to be able to uh have his either have his players bunt or he wanted to have them be able to stay in the batter's box yeah. when they were swinging because Billy Martin's pitchers all had big uh breaking pitches and so he just said yeah I want you to make the batter's box <laughs> bigger and Billy Martin said wait a minute you, you can't, can't do, do that, that. Billy Martin catching somebody else and cheating. How about that? <laughs> Think about that. Ooh, man. Yeah, he didn't last very long as a major league manager. A manager no. had not been, to my no. knowledge, a minor league manager. Had been, I think, in the Mexican league a manager briefly, but not long. But I would not be here if not for Maury Wills. I would not be here if not for it's him. all somebody his fault. Else. I'm convinced. Somebody else doing the show. Somebody else. I'm conv- after that story. I'm convinced that's not just a throwaway line. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms. They do apply. Well, to get your appetite whetted for the conversation coming up next, yes, the big story in Major League Baseball tonight. Remember Maury Wills? Aaron Judge, home run number 60, tying Babe Ruth. One, he two, now three, Oh, boy, four, now you're listen five. to this. He doesn't make it to 60. He doesn't make it there. Tight, oh, he only makes it to 41. Ten. I know that. Um, now with 60 home runs, he is now in the lead in every category for the Triple Crown in the American League. The Yankees score five in the ninth because after Aaron Judge had his leadoff homer, the Yankees load the bases and Giancarlo Stanton wins it with a walk-off grand slam. How about we hear both those home runs right now? Here's the 3-1. Swung on it. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. He's tied the babe. It's a judgy and blast. His 60th home run of the year. Wow. All right. Here comes the judge. The 2-2. Swung on, drilled to deep left. That ball is going to be gone. A grand slam to win the game. A no one out, bases loaded, grand slam, bottom of the ninth. 
And the Yankees have come back in the ninth inning with five runs to win the game 9-8. Stanton finally delivered a bullet line drive in the left field seats. Oof. John Sterling, Yankee Radio Network on the call. Yeah. Finally was... delivered. Did you hear that little dig? Like, yeah. that batter is batting 215, not 315. Yeah, finally. Finally. That's a 100-point difference is a pretty big deal there, Steve-O. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, like, it's not something you can say, well, you know, he's hitting 270. No, no, no. It's a it's a pretty big I difference. repeat, it's like Kyle Schwarber, who homered for the Phils tonight. He has four homers and batting 215. <laughs> Seriously? Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Maybe that's why he's off tonight. Maybe that's why yeah, he's off preparation. tonight. Maybe he's got. They're yeah. going to be at Chicago tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I, I do also, actually I mean, know. tonight, but also tomorrow. I, I do actually know why he is off tonight. And I can say it because we're going to talk about it tomorrow. I believe he is finally getting his tooth. You're he's kidding. Finally get, he's finally getting his tooth, yes. After months of worst dentist in the world. Yeah, we got a new tooth for him. I mean, he's been trying to get that tooth, his front tooth replaced for like a month and a half right now. Don't yeah, blame the dentist. I, he's finally getting his tooth. It's radio, so you probably wouldn't know it. You wouldn't have heard it, but he's looked like one of the lunch pail kids. He did. <laughs> no offense. They were very popular kids, I'm sure, in their day. Yeah. It's been out. He lost it in the – he lost it. Honestly, he lost it – while we were talking, right after we found out Vin Scully died, that's when it happened. Like Wait a minute, he, on the he, show? He, yeah, he had known that it well, because remember, remember Harmon had that, that got run into um, on the street. Oh, and, sure, uh, yeah. He, he fell, and, and they told him, hey, listen, your tooth is cracked, and it's probably going to come out at some point. He was like, okay, and he's been having, you know, it's been, he's had it for a while. You know, it's been, and then we were just talking. And he had was you know he'd eaten a burrito in the in the in the break and, and we come back and Frostburg comes in and he goes oh my god did you see this what what Vin Scully we're like what and Vin Scully died I'm like okay well to work you know we're talking about it and we're and it's just starting to hit and I look over at Harmon and he doesn't have a front tooth and I go I want to say something but I mean I can't just stop and say whoa no dude, not you, the not you don't the have time. A tooth. Vin Scully just died. We have to talk about what happened. And then, you know, we got into the break, and I go, what? He goes, oh, there goes that tooth that Dennis said I was going to lose. I'm like, okay. Wow. So he hasn't had it since then. That's a good story. And now he's getting it. Now he's getting it. Now He said, in theory, he should be fine for tomorrow. Okay, so he's back tomorrow, he and the new tooth. Yes, depending on on how the replacement goes. So it's the season. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media. 
as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening in debut of the new tooth it well it, it's it's got, it's the it's appropriate the you know debut. all these tv shows are making season debuts this week and by the way football killed them all last night yeah in the yeah. tv ratings got even doubled. young sheldon yeah even young sheldon even if young sheldon had been on on a monday it would have been killed by monday night football with abc because it got double the ratings of any other tv show last night Oof. Oh, man. Twitter and how about a fresca? It is the Jason Smith Show. Steve DeSager in for Mike Harmon tonight here. So so hopefully Harm is back tomorrow. We'll see. But again, he said, you know, it depends. What they, The tooth, maybe it could be too big. It could be too small. They might have to put a new. I mean, who knows? What so, it's, be. it's like getting a, getting a tire for a car, I think. Uh, yeah. Speaking of our sponsors, uh, <laughs> as you're saying, it's, it's kind of no harm, no foul tonight. It's, and he might be back. Oh, tonight. I like to end, no harm, no foul. <laughs> Thank you very TJ. much. Yeah. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms. They do apply. Well, with all the big uh, 
fallout from NFL Week 2, the story that seems to have the most legs continues to be the story of the Browns' collapse against the Jets in the final two minutes on Sunday. I mean, look, the Jets, when you do things that hasn't happened in 2,200 games in 20 years, you talk about the Browns blowing that that, that lead with a minute 55 left to go. For those who don't know the stat, I mean, you can't gloss over that. Literally, what happened Sunday had not happened in 20 years of NFL football. Under two minutes left, up by 13, and still didn't win the game. Yeah, it was the first time in over 2,200 games that that has happened. Crazy. And, which is crazy when you think about it. When you're a fan and you're watching, you're going, okay, we score. We get the onside kick. We score again. Like, it sounds so easy. Yeah, we do it. It's like it never happens. Now, it, it in fairness, Jets. Mr. Jets fan, a couple seasons ago, they would never have gotten that onside kick because they have adjusted the rules just a little. But remember a couple of years ago, the whole season, I believe it was only three onside kicks were recovered. Yeah. Three out of 57, something like that. People just stopped attempting them because the rules were so onerous. Oh, you got to have this many people on the right side of the ball kicking and this many. And the, so they tweaked the rules a little last year, which makes it more fun for us, the fans. You actually have a chance now to recover an onside kick again. Well, and also a couple of years ago, the Jets would have been losing 40 to 10. It wouldn't have been <laughs> yeah, close. Right, it wouldn't have been that. close. And by the way, didn't the right before the two minute or right after the two minute warning, didn't the the Browns miss an extra point kick. So yes, there, there, there's so many things that happen, right? The Browns score the touchdown, uh, and we're going to get to Nick Chubb in a second because this is why the story stays front and center today. They miss the extra point to make it 30-17. to 17. They miss, they blow a coverage, and Flacco's able to hit Corey Davis on a 66-yard touchdown. They get the onside kick when they blow up Amari Cooper and are able to recover the ball. They drive down the field, and they score a touchdown. Garrett Wilson becoming a star in front of our eyes. All these things happen, and yesterday was... None of the Browns were taking any responsibility for it. You heard Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, say, well, I could have told Jacoby to tell everybody don't score, right? Don't, get, don't, don't score a touchdown when we run this play because a lot of the, the fault is being placed at the feet of Nick Chubb, who had he just gone down instead of getting into the end zone, the game would have been over, right? So all of this talk, they, this was the fault. It was the, they missed the extra point, all of these things happening. And today, Nick Chubb said, yeah, you know what? Okay, this this is my fault. I shouldn't have scored the touchdown. I should have went down. Take a listen. I probably shouldn't have scored right there, honestly, looking back at it. Um, it cost us a game. Uh, a lot of things went wrong. Not not just one thing, but collectively as a unit, as a team, we could have all did things different. But, I mean, it's only a problem because we didn't win, you know, so I probably should have went down. You know, and I feel bad for Nick Chubb because this is not his fault. It's not Denzel Ward's fault for thinking he had help deep when Corey Davis was open. It's not missing the extra point. It's not allowing the Jets down the field. None of those things were good. Just None of record. those things were good. But this is the fault that no one is talking about. And this is where, I'm sorry, but Kevin Stefanski, be a bleeping man. Man up and say, this is my fault. Because with a minute 55 left and a first down, you can kneel on the football and the game is over. That's the thing. The Jets don't need had, to run a play. Jets nobody just nobody used, was talking about that. Jets right. used their last time out on yes. defense right before the two-minute warning. So, yeah, this is a first-down touchdown run that made it, uh, what, 30-17. 
It was a 12-yard play that got them the first down with a minute 55 left to go, right? Game's over. You can kneel on the football, but no, no, no. We're going to run a play. I wanted Kevin Stefanski to stand up and say, this is completely my fault. We didn't need to run a play. I blew it. But instead, it's, hey, there's lots of things we all could. No, stand up and be a man and say, you know what, because this is on you. And, th- and this is why, Steve, I, I don't get that, that, that this continues to happen to coaches in the NFL because you've got to be smart to be an NFL head coach, right? You, you can't just <laughs> show up and say, hey, here, you know, I don't know, really know anything, but I can be a head coach. But the number of coaches who just don't get clock management and can't do it. Yes. It's like it's a skill that, that people just don't have and I don't understand. You can learn it. I can do it. I, that would be my next job. If I wasn't doing radio for a living, I'd say, listen, I will travel team to team. Or actually, maybe it'd be cheaper if you just came to me. Uh, so you just come to me and I'm going to go through and, and no one's going to know anybody's identity. You can all wear masks in the room. It's all good. <laughs> and all the coaches come and I will go over situations in which you can kneel on the football and which cases you need to run plays and, and where you'd wind up with if you had if there's two and a half minutes left to go on a team has one timeout, here's where you would wind up if you wind up running the ball all three plays. Here's how much time is left here. But coaches just don't get it. They just don't understand clock management, and 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 this is the this is the this is the part that makes me crazy. Steve is that you know, coaches they know they're bad at it, and it's not that difficult to learn. And the fact that the fans watching the game when the fans know something that's a big deal. Because I'm not going to sit here and go, hey, you know that play call on third and seven when you went empty backfield and and you know they were blitzing and there was no one to come. And what kind of play call was that? I'm not going to say that because you know what do I know about football? But some, when I know when okay. Okay, that's the game. Minute fifty-five left. Why are they? Oh, they're running a play. Right. Oh, okay. Now we because that was my reaction. Was there just? Oh, they didn't kneel on the football. Okay, well, thirty to seventeen. I was I, I was literally saying, well, we have a chance if we score. We get the onside kick and we score and throw a hail mary. Instead, that's what I'm thinking. They just but have when, to kneel and the forty-second clock three times. When when the when the fans know, Steve. When the fans know, we can kneel on the football and the coaches don't. That's a problem. And I don't know how coaches still struggle with clock management. When the Jets had Herm Edwards as the head coach, he couldn't get clock management. Well, then, and now he, now he doesn't get it at, at, at Arizona State. He so he had a guy job. come in as a coach <laughs> just who, was the, him. who was the clock management guy. Like, he was the guy helping you with clock management. Here's where we need to go. When the situation is this, this is what we do with our timeouts. How, and how does nobody on the staff tell Kevin Stefanski, yeah. hey, dude, we don't need to run a play? We don't need to run a play. It's all good. It's all good. Kneel on the football. Kneel on it. Kneel on it. We, we don't need to do it. We don't. How does nobody know that? I, I, it baffles me that coaches struggle with clock management when it's an easy thing. Just don't be proud. Just say, look, I need to work on clock management. So, okay. And then you sit and you take a class yeah. for like three hours and you know, and you find out at the end and there'll be a test and you'll pass. It'll be like just like a driver's exam and you'll test. And you'll be great. And you'll know everything there is to know about clock management. Well, I agree with the original point that this seemed like an easy choice for a coach and he blew it. So realize that, as I then say, while the game is going, a lot of times your head is spinning. I can imagine how it is on the sidelines, and things seep through, which is why when you get hired as a coach, you hire a specific person to help you and stay on staff with clock management. When Joe Gibbs came back, remember as Washington coach, he had, I believe, the largest staff in the NFL. Why? Because there's a salary cap for your roster of players. There's no salary cap or limit for the coaches. You can keep hiring people. And that's what you should do. Have one guy specifically for this on mic with you at these exact moments 
at the game, up in the booth, or on the sidelines, and meet with him during the week. This is how this gets avoided. It's part of you being a head coach. Part of it is delegating. Part of it is knowing what you can do, what you need help with. That's part of being a leader. You failed your team spectacularly in the last two minutes of this game. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup since starts fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Aaron Judge did something tonight that not many people have done in the history of the sport. With the Yankees trailing 8-4 in the ninth inning against the Pirates, and we've got more on that in a second, Aaron Judge came up. We talked about it before the before the uh, inning. Hey, Aaron Judge has one more chance to come up, one more chance at home run number 60, and, well, this is what Aaron Judge did. Here's the 3-1. Swung on it. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. He's tied the babe. It's a Judgean blast. His 60th home run of the year. Wow. All right. There comes the judge. You know, I like how in that he starts the call and then he's distra- and then he realizes, oh, I got to go into my home run call. Right? Like in the middle of it, it's a fly ball. To- it is high. It is- play the beginning of it again, AT. Just play one more time. Here's the 3-1. Swung on it. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. No doubter. That was 430 feet into the second section back in left field. Yeah, I can't just say it, it's a switch back. To, oh, no, no. It is high. It is far. Home run number 60 from Aaron Judge. And the ball was caught by uh, a young kid. And his three friends, kid decided to come to the game at the last minute, which is always the case, right? I'll go to the game. Wait and a minute, in that scrum, a kid got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A 19-year-old kid or 20-year-old kid got the ball. He and his three friends came to the game together. Good for them. And they returned the ball to Aaron Judge and the Yankees. They really? said, this is Aaron Judge's ball, and we want him to have it. So... You'd expect, well, all right, you're returning this ball. Don't have to worry about some kind of back and forth. We're going to offer this. You're going to get gloves. tickets behind back. home plate for yeah, any life. Yeah. Yeah, we got everything. We got, no, no. You know, hey, you guys are returning. That's awesome. Frostburg, why don't you tell everybody what those kids are? Hey, tell everybody what those tell kids what won, won. For, for returning that baseball to the New York Yankees. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> How about a couple uh, autograph bats and some balls? They each Way got to stay classy, auto- New York Yankees. <laughs> they each got an autographed Aaron Judge baseball and bat. That's it. That's what they got. No now tickets. They, di- they didn't ask for anything because they said, and this is great, Aaron Judge has given so much to the Yankees that we don't want anything, which is really, really cool. Wow. right? Aaron Judge is off them so much. But if you're the Yankees, don't you say, hey, here's four tickets behind home plate for, for tomorrow's yes. game. 
you know, and even for life, for one game. How do you not give them free tickets to a game for somewhere? Great tickets. And then, hey, we're going to point you out. Hey, and here's, you know, you know, uh, Billy and Jimmy and Bobby and, and Ricky, and they return the ball. And everybody Standing waves. ovation, good Eric, feel yeah. moment, yeah. How do you not give them four big-time tickets? How do you not do that? I get that you can only give them so much memorabilia. Here's a hat, and here's this. But how do you not give them something really cool? How do you like not that? let them bat clean up tomorrow uh, night? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this I isn't mean, just a ball. Or, this is number 60, man. Let them bat yeah, one through is, four. This is the one that tied Ruth, man. I mean, this is a, this is a, this is a big home run ball in the history of baseball. Like when, when this home run happened. Yankees the, history. The ball was the ball. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan we do over three whole episodes of our podcast Becoming an Icon we're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans sharing hot takes and telling her story listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network iHeart open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon the Nikki Glaser podcast her roast of Tom Brady stole the show now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser podcast I said tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting lots of people roasted the goat but only Nikki is still being talked about every time I refresh my DMs it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network iHeart open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. Always valued anywhere between like fifty and $500,000. I, I don't know exactly what it would be, but these kids gave it back, and that's awesome, right? It's so awesome for the kids. And it said, well, they didn't ask for anything. No, I'm sorry, Yankees. You, you got to come through for these kids, right? You can't sit back and say, said you didn't want anything. No, no, no. Okay. You're, you're the bleeping Yankees, man. You think they're going to give Aaron Judge $400 million? They won't give these kids more than a bat and a ball no, no. when they this return is, that, I that ball it. to Aaron I've Judge. I figured this out, Jason Smith. This is exactly related to Judge in the offseason. The money they save tonight is the down payment on that negotiation <laughs> with Aaron Judge. He might be a Yankee still, ladies and gentlemen. No, oh, hey, the money we saved, Aaron, that, that can be like four hundred grand of that money. Right? Are you happy I mean, with that? We just saved that kind of cash. That's right. Instead of the cost of four tickets behind home plate, they save that and they can t- tack on that that would pay, what, three innings of work for Aaron Judge, the equivalent I of mean, that? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. How do you not say, here's four tickets for every game the rest of the year? Right. So something mm. like that, something like that, where it's, hey, it's not just it's, it's we're showing, hey, we're giving you some more. Hey, you each get a bat and a ball. Oh, that's terrific. We walked out. It's, this is this is number 60, man. It's the, again, it's the one that tied. And what do Bruce. tickets, Jason, what do tickets cost the Yankees? Absolutely nothing. Uh, no, they don't cost not. them a dollar. No, I can't. I can't believe. It. I'm hoping that. Look, and we'll, we'll start it right here. I'm hoping that after tonight, there will be pressure on the Yankees. To go, okay, let, let's get these kids back and let's give them something else, and we'll have them throw out the first ball before a game, and they'll be our honored guests or yeah. something crazy like that. And then Even walk if, to their seats behind home plate. Yeah, even if the kids don't want it, at least, you know, I got to see that we offered them something because really you offered them free tickets and they said, no, you know, didn't want free tickets. No, really? Really didn't want free tickets to a game? Didn't didn't want that? How do you not do that? I, yeah. I, I Really, the Yankees. Of course, oh, this is goodness. New York, so probably the postscript is the autographed bats and balls are going to be stolen on the subway on the way home. Tickets, at least, you could hide in your pocket and get safely home after the Yankee game. Now, I just, I fear for the kids. Mm. Well, I think they're home. I, by by the time it hits social media, these guys are on the way back. Uh, you know. Yeah, but they're well, carrying autographed bats and balls. You can't hide those. Uh, you could probably the bat would be tough. The bat would be tough. The, if, if you're taking public transportation back, that would yeah, be difficult. Yeah, which does occur in New York, as you well know. Yeah, yeah. What's the uh, what's the line from The Simpsons? Yeah, I heard there was a crime in New York once, and they never found out who did it. Oh, you don't know when to shut up, Steve Sachs. Um, <laughs> it, it's. There's just certain ways to act as an organization. And when and, and this this goes back to when the overarching assumption was the Yankees are going to give Aaron Judge money because they're never going to let him walk because he's a Yankee and a Steinbrenner still runs things. That's not who the Yankees are. 
The Yankees are not that team. They're not that we're going to pay for everybody. We're going to keep our stars and make sure nobody leaves. That's not the Yankees, man. That was Jeter and Rivera. It's not this Yankees. It's not. All right, they're worried about the contract that they got because Jeter gave them Giancarlo Stanton for nothing. Well, we got to serve that contract up and got to deal with that for the next few years. Well, dump Um, the contract, yeah. This is not the Yankees. This, This is not the Yankees. They're not the same. They go wide periods of time without making big trades because they're afraid the one guy they're going to trade is going to come back and haunt them. They have lost their guts and they have lost their desire to just say we're going to overcompete and overpay everybody because we can. They're not that team anymore. And and so this is kind of a microcosm of that, which is, well, here are the Yankees. What do they do? Well, the kids didn't want anything, so we just gave them some balls and bats, and that's it. Wait, wait, that's it? Yeah, Aaron that's Judge. A, that's a PR disaster. Yes, absolutely it is. And Aaron Judge should be a lifetime Yankee, not with a 10-year contract in the offseason. I think you and I agree on that because he's already 30. You don't pay him like the Angels did Pujols until his, he's 40 with that kind of money. There is an injury risk with the big guy and the power hitter, and he was 6'7", and what? 280, 290. He should be a lifetime Yankee. He was their first round draft pick, late first round, almost a decade ago from Fresno State. So I bring it up again. He was a Dodgers fan growing up. If there are California teams Dodgers. in the negotiations <laughs> in the offseason, the Giants should probably be one of them. And just it'll be something watching Cody Bellinger play center field for the Yankees next year. Whoa, that's going to be something. <laughs> he can beat it for Judge. Hey, but just what? Hey, you know what? Left-handed hitter, that jet stream in Yankee Stadium, and his batting Bellinger average. His batting average will match Stanton's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bellinger's getting hot. He's hitting two seventeen now. A pretty big day. But uh, the, he look, Judge is going to wind up with one of those teams. It's going to be New York, L.A., or Boston. That's it. That's it for him. And I, I, I've told you, I don't think it's the Yankees because the Yankees just don't ha- haven't made it look like it's a priority for them to keep Aaron Judge. And Aaron Judge is a guy taking notes on this. He's probably taking notes on tonight. Mm. Hey, yep. they gave those kids that the, the, a ball and a bat for my home run ball number 60? Really? That's it? That's all? Okay, so he, say, hits another one on this homestand. Say he hits another one this week and maybe even passes Maris this week. That would be at home, right? They're just starting a homestand. So they have two chances to make good or improve on what happened tonight, right? And then put tonight's story on the back burner. Yeah, because the 60 home runs going to be going to replace on the back page of the New York Post with uh, uh, Yankees nickel and dime fans <laughs> with judges 60th. You know, it's it's going to be something just terrible for the Yankees. Or nickel and dime babes or something because it was Babe Ruth tied and the kids were the guys that got that. There's got to be some, you know, tie in with the way the New York headlines oh, go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's a good one. That's it. Or they but, just put uh, Hal Steinbrenner's face on Babe the Pig. <laughs> they probably already have the next home run headline written with a big Roger that and a exclamation point <laughs> tying Maris at 61. That is the American League record, by the way, not just the Yankees. Yankee record, 61 homers in a season. How soon will Judge be getting that? I thought you had a great question uh, earlier tonight. What's first, the Pujols legendary home run, 700 career, or the Judge home run that passes Maris? Curious. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.